0: Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the uh, president and CEO of Vacuum Man, who sponsored this great program, uh, is with us once again. Uh, Good talking with you. I hope you had a good week, Adam.
1: I did, Bill. You know what? I'm very excited to say that, you know, I am in the furnace and duct cleaning, but I think we're going to be taking that status of where firefighters once were honored in our community for removing a kitty from the trees well this week i can honestly say here's your feel-good story because news always comes <laughs> with a lot of like negativity and all this you know yeah. uh, uh anger and and what's going on and, and here's your good news folks that's right vacuum and furnace duct cleaning was able to save a cat from the cold air return it crawled inside the air duct this is a first yeah. for me honestly bill and, and, and my dad's been doing it for 40 years before that and the homeowners were very concerned the cat hadn't come out in almost three days, and we were able to find it in, in the air duct system, and the cat has been safely returned, removed from the air, from the cold air returns. So not only do we remove the dust debris, but if your cat has fallen in an air duct system, I can honestly say this. This lovely kitty has been returned safely, and we are now taking the place of those heroes that remove kitties from uh, not trees, but from air duct systems.
0: Well, I mean, you did mention on the program last week that uh, the part of the service of Man, of course, is you remove pet hair. Even if the if the hair is still on the pet, you'll you'll, you'll, you'll remove the pet hair. So. wasn't,
1: yeah, it wasn't very detailed. I, I didn't give the details, <laughs> but you're right. It comes in both sides. Just to be clear.
0: Anyway, <laughs> guy, way to go! Way to go! That's kind of cool Thank story. You uh you we touched on uh, the the thing about evs and batteries uh, very briefly uh, last week and you were, were going to tell us i know you wanted to do a follow-up on this uh, because the concern a lot of people have about evs is i'm never going to drive one of those things because i can't go from here to toronto anymore uh, without a charge uh that's getting better but apparently uh this new technology called the phoenix cell uh really takes it to another level what's going on there
1: yeah yeah this new battery cell has been proven has been proven this isn't just in theory anymore um, has been proven that it can do a hundred thousand kilometers on a single charge and it's able to work and charge uh, at minus 20 degrees Celsius in less than five minutes. So at normal temperatures, it actually uh, w- would normally charge in in six minutes. But it's it's. I mean, the key thing about electric vehicles is that the battery in the winter, battery electricity don't like cold. They don't. They mm. tend to drain. They tend to you, you know you lose a lot of the mileage and a lot of the uh, vehicles. In this case, particular, the Phoenix cell is a new battery that was developed. And of course, with the mindset that batteries in cars have the longevity and the trust and the reliability that if you. in a cold temperature they're going to start so that's the good news now again the key thing was charging faster is the goal that's that's what the race is right now bill for electric vehicles how how, you know 20 minutes to 40 minutes uh, you know to an hour and a half to charge your car while you're traveling is is really a bit of a, a hindrance when people are looking at it so if you can charge now in six minutes uh that is phenomenal and it works in the cold now here's the the caveat it is made in China. And there's obviously a lot of, you know, uh, challenges right now as the battle in North America and China's trade uh, relations aren't exactly the greatest. Um, So right now it is questioned whether the battery uh, will be able to be provided as a product to be used in North American vehicles, but it is existing in technology. Um, So I just wanted to make it clear that every week it seems like it's advancing more and more that electric vehicles could be the mainstream moving forward.
0: I, I got to throw a curve at you because we talked about this, uh, I guess, a few weeks ago when the legislation passed here in Canada uh, about it, it's Bill eighteen, and of course, it's got to do with uh, the social media platforms actually compensating uh, me- media outlets for generating yep. news, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to get into the nuts and bolts of the bill, but now, as you heard earlier this week, uh, Facebook or Meta has responded to this and said that uh, over the between now and, and I guess next July, when this thing actually goes into effect, uh, they're basically going to cut Canada out of, of news gathering Gathering in faith. Now, and I'm getting calls from people say, What's that mean? What, do you, what, what, what am I not going to be able to see that I can see now? Maybe you could give us a, a quick explanation as, as to what they're threatening to do here.
1: Yeah, I think uh, w- what we're seeing here is that many on news platforms that are being shared in, in within social media, um, you know, we obviously Canadian media news, whether it's like you know what we hear on nine hundred CHML Tech Talk, or whether it was in our local newspaper or 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 broadcast uh, television wise, um, these are being platforms that are being shared. Uh, so as users that are out being sharing our media, and they get emphasized that if I liked uh, uh, CHML. And I I follow CHML. My three I don't know how many followers I have, Bill, but let's say a thousand followers under my belt that that you know watch or follow what I say and do. Um, you know, if I uh, follow up on on nine hundred CHML in the media, then follows in my stream in my in my news feed, then those are going to be limited. Those are for Canadian medias that I I follow that shares with the people w- within my network. That will be limited to be seen. We'll also probably see less of uh, when when Canadian medias are being shared uh, through our network. It will be very restrictive in regards to how people will be able to see that media. So, um, again, the algorithms within Facebook itself won't restrict individuals to go and find Canadian media, that will not be the restriction. The restriction is how it's going to be shared within other news feeds. How it's going to be, uh, you know, when people make a comment, it then will come up as a possible option in your news feeds. So those will be limited. It, it will still let you comment, but you will have to uh, go pecking for it or looking for it specifically. So the the vision of having the media shared through the newsfeed is what's going to be the restriction. We're going to have. Uh, less of when, when the time comes.
0: So, and, and I, by the way, they've already started doing this, I guess. I remember they said last month, they said they were going to do this. uh, They said randomly. So I'm sure some people have already been impacted by this and it may not happen. I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen. As you mentioned to us a few weeks ago, uh, they tried to do this in Australia. And I I, I guess that caused quite a fewer down there, didn't it?
1: yeah they did, but they went really, they went hard, they went fast and and quickly, uh, more or less ended up, you know, I want to say upsetting the market so quickly. and because of the rulings that were uh, in play uh, at the time was a bit of, you know, there was a lot of pushback. What they're doing differently versus Australia at this point is first of all, they're giving ample notice versus it was cut off and then said too bad, so sad, you guys don't like it. It's over. What they're doing is transitioning it to say it's coming. It's going to happen. And they're uh, tweaking a little bit, Bill, the algorithm. Like in Australia, what they did was they just cut the networks off. So there yeah. was, as I mentioned, you will still be able to find 900 CHML. You'll be able to see and interact on the news that's being shared uh, in the in the feed itself of 900 CHML's social media, but it won't. Uh, what they were doing was restricting immediately all access to media within within the country. That's not happening in Canada. So they've tweaked the algorithms a little bit more um, to say it's just not going to be shared openly. It won't be openly shared amongst the algorithms as we normally you scroll through your nose feed and and you know this was suggested of, mm-hmm. or Adam liked this article on Tech Talk on CHML those you will no longer
0: see excellent okay just a, a quick clarification on that uh we mentioned apple and you talked to us about this a little, i guess a few weeks ago now uh a big to do for the apple said hey the, the vision pro headset and logo look at this uh and then huawei has stepped up here and said whoa whoa whoa, whoa wait that's our property uh, th- does apple actually have a vice president in charge of trademark challenges because they <laughs> seem to be in court about you know, every think- week you know, it's a great
1: question, Bill. I mean, there's two parts to Apple I wanted to talk about today, and I'll, I'll leap into the second one. Let's talk about the first one right now is, yeah. yes, Apple right now just launched their Vision Pro. And um, and again, Huawei, as you commented, they registered the name in 2019. So it's not like they registered it within a year uh, or the past year, and it was kind of overlooked. So um, right now, I think what we're, we may see is it's questionable whether Apple will stick to the name. Now, the the argument or the challenge is whether or not they can use the name worldwide. Right now, they don't have the rights in China. It could be a little bit of a backlash. As we know, Huawei isn't really allowed in North America – but they do have a trademark on it, which could be challenged in the courts. So uh, the Vision Pro headset could be renamed next year with its possible new product line that they could be coming out with. Um, Maybe that's why they set the price so high, Bill, is because then that way, not many people would buy it. Therefore, a new name wouldn't be too challenging, or they'll say (laughs) the new product with a different name. But the argument is that Huawei owns the right of the Vision Pro, and Apple, obviously, in their marketing department, didn't do their due diligence. In light of that, I'm going to jump into where Apple does have trademark um control. And um, this one's, you know what? Apple's a bit of a bully, Bill. You know, when you get to a trillion dollars, you just become a bit of a jerk. And I'm mm. gonna just say this <laughs> openly because this one actually made me go, what? So Apple has 215 trademarks, okay? It yep. registered under its, under its belt. And so we've seen that they've they very proudly, the one they protect with all of its uh, guards and armor and and, and its own military is the Apple logo. Well, recently, Apple is challenging the company in, in Switzerland this is a 111-year-old company, Bill. It's called Les Fruits Suisse, Suisse and it is an organization, a 111-year-old organization. And it's had an Apple logo because it's a fruit, uh, a, a not-for-profit fruit association that more okay. or less promotes the, the fruits and, and the environment and growth within Switzerland. Well, they've come down hard and have filed a lawsuit against this company claiming copyright infringement over the look of their Apple. And, and this is where Apple is controlling the Apple. I think pretty soon the fruit won't be able to continue its name due to the fact that the trillion dollar company that we all use to connect and, and message our loved ones is owning the rights. And they are very much diligent. Um, to, to go after anyone and they have no scruples. In fact, this past year, they went after an autism support group in Appleton, Wisconsin, because they had an Apple logo in their not-for-profit. So the moral of this story is um, Apple logo, do not mess with it. Do not use it. It is even worse than if you try to use a Disney logo and they're very strict about what they protect. Um, yeah. Apple is coming down hard on anything with an Apple look or a
0: resemblance. Does the one it has a bite out of it like the the real logo does? The the logo
1: you're talking about the one in Switzerland that they yeah do? yeah no it, it's it's got a cross that is very close to the area where the bite is and okay. so it can be confused I don't know if it could be confused I mean it's only been around 111 years I mean Apple really only has been around since what 84 and even yeah. then it was kind of not really as popular so um, the the logo has been an Apple with a cross in it and it was intended and it it's in a similar area that shows the uh, the the markings of the apple is missing and that is one of their uh that's one of their arguments they're going after right now
0: strange well like you say the bigger you get the the more bullish not not bullish but bullish uh, i want to talk about the european union and, and the, i'm kind of impressed by how innovative these guys are being basically setting guardrails for for the industry for cell phones i mean they're the ones that talked about uh, having common chargers you know so you, you know you, whether you got an iphone or whatever you've got uh, you can use the same charger for it now they're doing something about battery replacements what's that all about
1: yeah this is crazy. This reminds me of doing tech talk with you, Bill, in the studio where I was like, you know, in the middle of looking at my notes, remember, and I would pop my battery out and throw in a fresh yep. one. And Right. So uh, the European Union has basically claimed that all all manufacturers, it doesn't matter who it is, if you want to sell a, a smartphone, a mobile phone in the in Europe you are going to have to have a replaceable battery. The main reason is that most phones are sealed. They have the glass, they go right around, they're glued. And if the battery is damaged, uh, you have to take it to a special specialist or otherwise. Um, the main issue is that they end up in the landfill. So your mm-hmm. phone dies, it doesn't work. Maybe they don't get repaired or it's pretty much met its life and it's cheaper to buy a new one. So the European Union has basically claimed that they need to be easily replaced and popped out. It doesn't matter what it is, if it's an Apple, if it's a a Samsung, all smartphone devices, smart devices even, and this includes tablets, Bill. And this is interesting because they have two years to figure this out, they're giving them a two year window. What's what's interesting about it is folding phones have really, really started to ramp up. We've seen it now with Google, we've seen it with Samsung for years, we've seen it with Razer, with Motorola, and now, um, I don't know how they're going to create a thin smartphone that's light and the battery pack to be replaced. So get ready. It's going to redesign and completely structure the the future of smartphones.
0: I don't know. I, I know a lot of guys that, that, that love their cars and they love having manual transmissions. Uh, I, I don't know if, they, you know, they just love to be able to switch gears or be in control i don't know what it is but they're bemoaning the fact that of course when evs come along uh they're not going to have that luxury anymore but apparently toyota has heard that too and they're doing something about this aren't they
1: yeah yeah it, it's almost like a it's exactly what you said if you're going to watch fast and the furious and then you get in your electric car and just press the gas pedal and let go of it and the brakes for you you tend to lose the what a car was in the days. And, you know, manual transmissions are now coming with electric vehicles with Toyota because they believe that a lot of people aren't migrating as well. You know, we talk about the facts. Your battery takes long to charge and, you know, all that. Another issue that they've done research on is people feel they're not driving a car. They feel like they're just driving a, a goat kart and there's you know no engine sound, no feeling. So what Toyota's doing and Dodge by the way, uh the Daytona SRT is also coming out, but Toyota's really, really leading this. You can now buy a kit with your Toyota and it comes with a manual car shifter. It's got a a, a sound um in the vehicle. So when you move the gear shifter, it actually sounds like the RPMs are dropping and live and maybe even grinding. I haven't got a chance to, to see this. It, of course the electric car is just going to keep moving and driving along but it's going to give you that sense of you know grinding and cranking it while you're trying to change gears um and so the drive shaft doesn't have any of that it's just got an electric wheel, uh, wheel uh, that connects directly to the the mm-hmm. computer system so if you're concerned about not having a, a feeling of driving a car um, and Toyota's also claiming the driving experience will also come with the sound of engine noise. So uh, it comes with a pipe, uh, it connected directly with the manual or in, with the manual transmission. So you do get the sense of feeling that and, and meanwhile, it's just going to coast along. You're just going to, it's like playing toys as a kid, dinky toys when you were a child and you are not that's what you're doing when you're
0: driving your electric car. Oh, they think of everything. Uh, Amazon. Hey, if you don't like the purchase or if you're not satisfied with it, just send it back. Uh, and apparently that policy is causing all sorts of environmental concerns.
1: Yeah. Eight hundred billion dollars worth of problems when it comes to the environment bill. So much so this is such a major concern that it is actually uh Something that we're going to probably hear the politicians get a little more advanced about is that they have to, they being Amazon and online purchases, need to find a better, more efficient way when it comes to returns. Because uh, what's happening is there's more packaging, um, there's more deliveries, more return vehicles are delivering it, packages are being opened to test to see what was damaged or what was wrong with it. Nothing's wrong with it. It either then goes, if it is damaged to a landfill, if it isn't damaged, it then gets shipped back over to another either reseller department. This is a massive problem. And more so, it costs more to return a package in regards to environmental issues and otherwise, then it does to send the initial package in the first place. So we may be seeing some le- um, some policies coming out fairly soon from the environment side of things. Uh, and this isn't just North America, this is worldwide, that they may not let you return a package at all, you may just have to accept the package as is, and returns may be one of those things that we may not be able to do in the future due to the environment.
0: Boy, there's going to be some pushback on that. Uh, we're out of time. Uh, we do this every Friday at 1135. Adam Oldfield from Man, who sponsored this program, and Tech Talk. Have a great weekend, Adam. We'll see you next Friday.
1: Thanks, Bill. You too. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.